Hello listeners and welcome to the first episode of the Eurotrips Formula One podcast. In this podcast, as you can guess, we'll be talking everything Formula One related and I'm happy to say that I am your host Ryan and I'll be joined every episode by my co-host Drew. In each episode, we'll be talking about everything going on in the world of Formula One as well as bringing in one or two special guests every week to get their thoughts and views on the topics that we discuss. For episode one, we'll be giving our predictions for the season ahead as well as rounding up the news from the past few weeks and mentioning ones to watch later in the episode. But first off, how is my co-host, Mr Cameron? Yeah, I'm very well, thank you. Um, Looking forward to seeing uh, what we can do with this and uh, all the news going forward with the new F1 season. Um, Like yourself, I'm sure you're very excited going ahead, Mm. uh, going forward with the season. Um, Obviously, we're bringing in Sam today to speak about a few things and uh, is a very uh passionate f1 fan i'm led to believe is that right sam <laughs> yeah that's the case yeah yeah um i also do a little bit of writing and like content creation in my time as well but uh, yeah mainly just a massive f1 fan i um I, like i said boys i'm i'm excited for the season as well it looks like it's gonna be quite an interesting one by what we've seen over the last couple of weeks anyway yeah that's it like i say uh sam you might have, some may already know him from andy's across the pod podcast which is obviously part of the Euro trips umbrella, as you will. Uh, so if you like both NFL and F1 like him, you might know him already. But cracking on, going to go through a little bit of news that's come out over the last couple of weeks anyway. The first being probably the most controversial, and that was something that as time went on, more and more people expected would happen. That is Nikita Mazepin, who was dropped by Haas, Uh, for the upcoming season because of the ongoing conflict between Russia and Ukraine. We've seen scenarios already in sport with what's happening at Chelsea with Roman Abramovich, but I think most people did expect that as as time went on. Um, You know, it was rumoured here and there. Obviously, his replacement has been announced as Kevin Magnussen, who returns to Haas. Fans of the Drive to Survive series definitely will be happy with that one, but... It's going to be interesting to see how he gets on um, and what does end up happening with Mazepin, whether we'll see him back in the sport again if this conflict does come to an end in the future. That remains to be seen. But no, I'll, I'll, I'll go to Drew first to get his thoughts and if he thinks it's fair or if he thinks the decision was justified or if he thinks Haas just had no choice simply. Yeah, so um, I think I'm actually quite gutted for him, really, because, uh, you know, he, he was a decent bloke, all things considered. I know his dad had massive ties to Putin and stuff like that. We're not going to get into too much of the political stuff, but um, obviously I think it was uh, the FIA's hand was kind of forced in that respect because every other sport was cutting out any Russian athlete. And although it is unfair, um it is, I suppose it is the right thing to do, and um, especially with Haas, the livery, um, it was all Russian funded, it was basically flying the Russian flag, and um, I just think it was a definitely a bad image for them if they were to keep him on. Um, obviously, I'm really excited to see K-Mag back, um, that would be interesting to see what he can do, um, see if he can uh, fight his way, you know, proving that um, he shouldn't have left in the first place. Um but yeah, I mean, you know, I, do, I, I just definitely think that um, there was no choice in the matter, really. 
No, like I say, it's, it's, it's a tricky one for, for... I don't think Haas necessarily wanted it to have go down the way it did go down. I think Mazepin, from what he's posted on social media, obviously feels let down by the team. But ultimately, I mean, I think I see today that Mazepin and his father were both put on the list of people um, by the UK government uh, to do with the sanctions and, and whatnot as well. Yeah. So that that obviously just would have increased the pressure. And I think too many countries would have had an issue, I think, with Mazepin driving. We're seeing it, like I said, like you've just said there, within all sport at the moment. So although I don't necessarily blame them, you just, you just don't know how how dodgy these things go down you don't know how close these people are to, to Vladimir Putin, who is obviously one of the most evil people in the world right now. So it's <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a it's a very it's a very tricky one. Even even Mazepin himself isn't obviously the. He's fairly understanding, isn't he? I mean, like I say, you you do have to feel sorry for him because him as an individual hasn't done anything wrong, much like the other athletes, you know. Um, but yeah, no, you, you're totally right in that the pressures are just mounting up and that they're. Um, you know, they just what? How can they promote Russian athletes when every other person's sanctioning them? Yeah, it's exactly that. I mean, I don't. I think Mazepin was a bit unpopular anyway, though, with a lot of people within Formula One, just because yeah. of what he did. Um, just before, I don't know if it was just before he started F1 or as he was beginning in F1 last year, where he obviously had that incident with a with a female in which. You know this. You know I don't want to go too deep into it because it's a bit difficult to talk about. But yeah. obviously there were sexual assault claims, and you know he had to come out and apologise. Hats were under pressure then to get rid of him. So he's not definitely not you know the cleanest you know bloke in the sport by any means. But he was popular again with a fair few people, and I think he was starting to win people round towards the start of this season. But We'll go to Sam next because it sounds like he's dying to get his input in. <laughs> yeah, I think that um, as soon as um, it, w- it was announced that uh, Russian drivers couldn't take part in any uh, racing event in Britain, you know, for example, it was that like Mazepin can't take part in Silverstone. I thought, yeah, okay, he's got to move on now because it's going to cause um, way too much hassle for Haas trying to sort because of, you know there's no way he could have continued in the championship at that point. And it's um, yeah, it is unfortunate. But if you look at again, it's like where yeah, who his family were and um, you know the ties to Putin, it, it kind of does make sense. Um, and yeah, again, he was never the most popular driver anyway. Um, I sort of had less respect for him because of his personal actions um, than um, many other drivers on the grid anyway. Um, but no, um, I think they're probably in a better hands of Megan Magnussen at the moment anyway. I think he's a better driver. So um, yeah, it is what it is, unfortunately. But um, I think it had to happen to answer your question. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. If, I mean, I was actually quite surprised to see Magnussen get his seat back I think he's a, a decent driver I don't think he's exceptional and he's certainly not poor either but I think a lot of people expected it to go to young Fittipaldi or even one mm. of the other sort of F2 drivers someone coming up maybe even you know you got the likes of Nico Hulkenberg who could have easily you know maybe he, he could have got it but perhaps it was just because of Magnussen's previous relationship with Haas the fact that he's now got that back and 
it was quite a a late replacement, shall we have to say. So, you know, was was you a bit surprised by that, Sam? Or, um, yeah, it's sort of like, um, especially because of you know all the sort of the trouble like uh, Gunther Steiner's had with Magnussen and Grosjean in the past as well. Well, it did sort of take me back um, a bit surprised, but I think um, at the end of the day, I think I, I thought it they were sort of decent option because I didn't really know who it would be a fit of party like you said um, yeah I think that was I thought it would be fit of party too because he um, he's, he's raced them before in um, yeah, I think it was the Sakia Grand Prix um, or you know one of the ones at the end of the 2020 season um, yeah so yeah, yeah it was Sakia after Grosjean's accident of course it was um, and that he's raced um, he's tested you know for the past two years he's their reserve driver of course he's, he, um, he had quite a big uh slot on the first day of the Bahrain testing as well but Rangston was announced swiftly um after that um but no it's just uh uh yeah I think the other option would have been Oscar Piastri um mm. which I he's actually he's a incredibly talented driver and his time in F1 will come we've um seen McLaren get offered um Piastri to step in by uh, Alpine when Ricardo tested positive for COVID um, obviously Aston Martin weren't going to do that, which we'll get into a, a bit later, um, because they've got someone else in there. But um, yeah, I think I think Magnussen it makes sense. It's, you know, a bit of continuity, and uh, I think Drive to Survive told us as well that uh, I think Gunvalson started to reg- started to regret having two rookies in the car as well. So a bit of experience might help. Yeah, absolutely. For anyone who hasn't watched season four of Drive to Survive, then yeah, I would advise to watch it just to see how the relationship unfolds between Gunter Steiner and Mazepin, especially Mazepin's father as well. It gets a bit um, awkward, shall we say, at certain stages. But, I mean, in other news, we just uh, mentioned it there quickly about Danny Ricciardo, who got COVID. Uh, He missed testing last week at Bahrain, but he's now got rid of COVID. So he is back for this weekend's GP. But unfortunately, Sebastian Vettel... Is not he actually got COVID uh, a couple of days ago, or it might have been today or yesterday? But he's out of the Grand Prix for the weekend. He's been replaced for just this one Grand Prix by Nico Hulkenberg. So we're going to have Hulkenberg and Magnussen back on the grid together. Um, for anyone who doesn't know that reference, go on YouTube and search for it, and you'll be pleasantly surprised. Um, but we will, we've also had a few quotes here and there over the past few days as the season begins this weekend obviously Lewis Hamilton is going to be a, a massive talking point he kind of went on a social media sort of breakaway kind of thing for a few months after the season ended no one really knew where he was what he was doing just sort of keeping himself to himself maybe pondering where his future was lying but Obviously, he is back. He is back for the season. And he said, uh, either yesterday or today, that he's going to be more aggressive this season. He was asked a question. And uh, I cannot wait to see that. You know, maybe this year we'll see the Mercedes car on top of the Red Bull car at Monza. Who knows? But it's going to be interesting to see how that unfolds. And then, yeah, the last little bit is what we've seen so far in testing. And more importantly, the practice sessions today. Obviously, Ferrari were heavily rumoured last season to be 
in with a very fast car for this season. It looks like that's definitely true. They have looked very impressive in testing. They've looked good today in practice, so they could be on for a very good result, if not the win at the weekend with Charles Leclerc and Carlos Sainz being two of the best drivers on the grid. We know Red Bull and Max Verstappen are going to be up there. Mercedes don't look as good, but then again, when do they ever look good in testing and practice? They always sandbag every single season and they turn up on race day. They put the performance in. Uh, you know, Lewis Hamilton and George Russell, they're going to be in that garage all weekend trying to get the absolute max from that car. So they'll be up there. And I, I think we're going to be in for an absolute treat this weekend and for the rest of the season. So, I mean, we'll go back to, to Drew again and get his thoughts on what we've seen so far in testing and practice and see if he thinks we could be in for a little bit of a surprise. Yeah, so I, I definitely think going back to Ferrari, I, I think we're going to see Leclerc especially win several races this season. The car looks phenomenal. He's a great driver anyway. Um, and I think it's it's one of the, one of those where I think it's a matter of time before, I, I, you know, I think he'll become a world champion one day. Um yeah, in terms of Red Bull, I'd say I'm a Verstappen fan, so I'm completely expecting them to be right at the top. Um, and I do like Hamilton. I know you uh, you love him, Ryan, and you know that uh, we've had a few debates about Red Bull and Mercedes. Um, but I'm looking forward to seeing Russell in the uh, in the Mercedes, seeing what he can do. Mm. Um, being a, a local lad from where we from where we are. Um, that's definitely going to sway me more towards Mercedes this season. Um, but like you say, they're they're very clever in uh, you know they they do it in races as well. They're very clever in not letting on how good or how yeah, how good the car is, how well they're actually driving, and then out of nowhere they're winning races. You know, like how many times last season did Lewis say that his tyres were gone? Um, mm. the, the classic line, and uh, you know he'd he'd be lapping faster than most people on fresh tyres on old hards. So. Um, definitely exciting to see um, and with the new aerodynamics on the car how close it's going to be like whether we can see mid mid table teams compete you know, whether we're going to have different different winners every week I, th- I think definitely we're going to see we, I don't think I think the days of having cars you know the front runners especially lapping most of the grid you know two or three laps in advance I think they're going to be gone. I think there's going to be a much tighter gap between all of the teams. I think the bottom teams have all improved. Williams, I think, can't get any worse. Haas definitely can't get any worse. They look like they've (laughs) bought a lot of upgrades. Alfa Romeo are going to be in and around that place as well. So I think... Well, on that, actually, it'll be interesting to see how Bottas performs. Um, You know, he's drove the best, you know, potentially one of, if not the best car on the grid last season, um, and to see how his racecraft's going to transform into the Alfa Romeo car. But that would be a good t- telltale sign of how close, you know, the new uh, regulations have brought the racing. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's whether he's he's gone there just maybe for a paycheck, whether he's still got the motivation to, to be in Formula 1. Obviously, losing that Mercedes seat must have been difficult for him, but I suppose after how long he was in that seat for. He never really challenged for the title. And I think, again, he he, he kind of knew that it was coming. And 
yeah, I think Mercedes definitely made the right decision there. So it's going to be an interesting pairing, him and uh, him and Zhao, the only Chinese driver on the grid. So I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do. I don't really get watch much of F2, so I haven't seen too much of him. But there's there's a lot of good drivers on the grid this year. I think it's one of the best grids we've seen for a very, very long time. There's there's not really any weak drivers, I don't think, on the grids. And the rookies especially, I think, are going to definitely get in some good results this season. But um, just going back to, to Sam, you know, is there any team that's sort of caught your eye in, in testing and practice so far? Uh, I'll tell you what. Yeah, Haas. Because... <laughs> um, mm. Yeah, they are. I reckon they're gonna be like at least in the midfield. Like they're not gonna be contending for podiums or wins. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, Haas. Uh, they've had the most time um, in the wind tunnel uh, with the way that the new regulations work out. The fact that if you come last, you have the most time in the wind tunnel. If you come first, you have the least time in the wind tunnel. Um, so their car is the most developed out of any car in. On the, on the grid, um, and it's what you expect from um, from the most developed car. It's a it's a bit more technically advanced. They've gone sort of the Ferrari route, the um, the wide side pods rather than the Mercedes, or like the um, yeah, the route which is like a very very thin, like the Williams as well. I've got a very very um, different aerodynamically um, challenged car. Um, but yeah, Haas, they um, Magnussen and Schumacher put in pretty competitive lap times in testing, and it's it's um. It's so Magnuson that must have been, um, but it's gone into um, into practice today. They were both in the top ten in both sections, and it's um, yeah, Haas uh, should score some points on the weekend. Yeah, I mean that's like I say, it's going to be a vast difference to what we saw from them last season. But I, I'm, I'm expecting both Alpine and, and Aston Martin to be a bit better than what they were last season. I think they both underperformed last season, considering the caliber of drivers they both have. You look at Aston Martin, they've got, you know, Sebastian Vettel, former world cha- multiple world champion. They've got, you know, Alpine with Fernando Alonso, world champion in his in his day, you know. And obviously the likes of Esteban Ocon and Lance Stroll. You know, they have strong drivers in their team. So they both should be up there. You know, you've got to look at Alpha Tauri with Pierre Gasly, who for me, one of the most underrated drivers on the grid. Um, you know, it's, there's, there's just so much talent on the grid this year and I think we're going to be in for an equally as good season as we saw last year. I don't think many people will ever think that's possible, but we're going to get some extraordinary results in my opinion. And I'm excited to see how it does unfold, especially this weekend. It's almost like a lucky dip this weekend because we've only seen, you know, the, the couple of practice sessions today, obviously we'll get P3 in the morning and then it will be qualifying. And that's when we'll see the true pace of everyone's cars, basically. But right now on to part two of the podcast in which we'll be given our predictions for the upcoming season. And that will be our prediction for who we think will win the Drivers' Championship, which team will think will win the Constructors' Championship and our driver slash team to watch this year I'm going to go to myself first of all to give you an idea of who I think will win the championship this season and for me Drew already mentioned it I'm a Lewis Hamilton fan for me Lewis Hamilton will win the championship this year 
I just think not only is he going to be more determined than ever to win this championship because of what happened last season, especially in the last race. We don't need to go over it again. He's going to be incredibly determined, incredibly focused. And we've already seen him say he's going to be more aggressive, which could go either way, depending on incident by incident. But he... He's, he's, he's got that knack of he he just wants to win. He is a winner. He doesn't want to lose. And the Mercedes, even if it isn't raring to go within the first race or the second race, they'll get it right. They always do. They're an incredible team. And I just think when they get on that roll, like we saw over the last couple of races, last and the back, back end of last season, shall we say, they just were unstoppable. And they're so good find the little things on the car to change uh they're just so involved with each other and i just think that for me he will edge out a few challenges i don't think it'll just be max verstappen who challenges him i think george russell will definitely win a couple of races he will be up there we've already mentioned about ferrari's pace i think leclerc and maybe signs are going to be up there we haven't even mentioned mclaren we don't know where their pace is at yet but even if you know they improve a little bit on last season, they could be up there for podiums and potentially wins with Ricardo and Norris again. Brilliant driver pairing. So it's it's going to be mad. It really is. I'm incredibly excited, as I imagine both Sam and Drew are. But for me, that is my championship winner prediction. I'll go to Sam next and get his prediction. Uh, so I think it will be Max Verstappen that wins the championship, and um, I'm a massive Lewis fan as well, so it does it does hurt me to say that because I do want him to get his eighth. But um, yeah, I think the Red Bull looks like the fastest package at the moment, and get I think if they get a bit of early momentum, it's going to be quite hard to stop them. Um, but it's yeah, it it's going to be close. I think like I said, Ferrari have got two outstanding drivers, probably the best pairing on the grid. I did a piece recently and I said I think I think Leclerc and Science are probably the best pairing. Um the, the two closest matches we saw last season as well. Um but yeah so if, I think it'll be Verstappen that wins the title because he's the best driver in the grid at the moment. Um you know he, we've just seen him dominate in F1 season as close as Lewis could do with his magic, I think you know that that season could have been wrapped up way earlier than Abu Dhabi. Um and yeah it looks like the fastest car we saw at the end of the testing how um happy Helmut Marco and Christ- and Christian Horner were after Verstappen and Perez at those great laps um on the final day in Bahrain and yeah it looks it looks like it'll be Verstappen again I think I wonder how many you'll get overall mm. in the future yeah it's like I say it's a tricky one I'm I'm intrigued to see what Checo does uh, Sergio Perez because we know that he helped obviously Max win a couple of those races just by holding up Lewis, um, ultimately sacrificing himself a couple of occasions to obviously optimise Max's performance. It's be interesting for me to see if he actually does that over the rest of his time with Red Bull. I know last season, obviously, he didn't really have a chance of, uh, at pushing on for wins and for the title, but it's, it's now the start of a fresh season. So, Surely someone of his calibre, we know how good a driver he is. Is he as good as Verstappen? No. But I think he can definitely challenge for for wins and podiums. And if he can get a couple, if he can match Verstappen early on, 
I don't think he'll be that inclined to help. I don't think he'll be that much of a team player as we've seen previously. But might be wrong there. I don't know. I just I think that the early races are pivotal in terms of how the season unfolds. If someone can get into an early lead, like you say, and gain that m- momentum, it could be very interesting. But we've seen momentum swift, you know, change that quickly. Obviously, Red Bull, they went on that amazing run of, what, five or six races um, in the middle of last season. Then we saw Mercedes come back and win three or four on the bounce, looking unbelievable. They should have won the last race as well. They had the best car and they didn't. <laughs> we know why, but I'm just, I, yeah, it's, just, it's one of them. It is one of them at the moment, but we'll go to the last person that I've asked so far, my co-host, Mr. Cameron. Who does he think will win the championship this year? Oh, it's a tough one, really. Um I mean, I know who I want to win. Um, yeah, and that I think would, you do. Yeah, let's yeah, like say I am a Verstappen fan. But then, to be fair, I'd love to see uh, I'd love to see Russell compete. I think it's very unlikely. I mean, he'll be getting used to the car as well. I think he'll be up there definitely, um, and I'd and that will definitely sway me more towards Mercedes. Um, but I actually, like I said before, with Ferrari, Leclerc, it's definitely possible. Um. Yeah, I mean, it all comes down to how well the the cars are performing, how close the cars are performing together. Um, like you said earlier, they're all talented. Um, and I just hope that with the new regs in place, that it is going to make. It's not just going to be Red Bull Mercedes win every week. It's you know, it's going to be a bit of diversity. Um, like I say things can happen with strategy calls, with weather. Uh, accidents um, but yeah if I was going to choose one person I want it to be Verstappen I want him to get I want him to kind of redeem himself for Abu Dhabi because I, that wasn't his fault that wasn't his call I know a lot of people um, including yourself Ryan uh, don't agree with it mm. um, do I think he deserved it I do think he deserved it from the way he drove uh, mm-hmm. but unfortunately the you know that those at the time, that's what the rules were. They've they've now gone on to change them so that all cars can unlap themselves, um, which yes, probably would have been a different outcome. Um, but I, I want him to do it to show that he can do it, even without that. Because I, I definitely feel like there's a lot of people that you know would would doubt him just for that reason. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think that's right. I think he has got the talent to to beat Hamilton, but I guess we'll see. Yeah, that that would be an interesting one as, again because I think if if Lewis wins this season and he gets that eighth championship, that'll be it. I don't think we'll see him race again. I think. No, I agree with you. Yeah, he'll, he, he, that's that's what he wants. He wants to to be known globally as the greatest driver of all time. He'll be able to back that up with the records, and then that'll be him done. And then obviously we won't then get a chance to see Verstappen against Hamilton. You know, in a in a fair season, ultimately, because obviously it wasn't fair what happened in the last race, and I I do agree it wasn't for Stappen's fault. You know, I, there's nothing he could have done to avoid the situation in that mm. sort of instance. Uh, I mean, 
do, do you think, I suppose this is an open question for both of you guys, do you think it's possible that a rookie could take it this year? No. No. No? No. Just an open question. I, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure myself. but and, and, Unless Haas have unlocked some kind of evil magic, you know, left over from Mazepin Senior, then I don't see... I mean, even they, they don't even have a rookie anymore. Schumacher's obviously into his second season, isn't he? So, yeah, I suppose. We've only got a, a few rookies actually on the grid this season. Um, like I say, I think ultimately it's going to be, you know, down between Hamilton, Verstappen, Russell, Leclerc, maybe Sainz, maybe Perez. Them, them six, I think, are the only ones that have a chance at winning it. I don't think from what we we haven't seen much from McLaren yet. Uh, ultimately, I don't think they're quite ready for that step. Well, but, that's what I was going to say next. Do you, do you think, what do you think about Norris? Because, you know, he was up there certainly last season and it was, you know, he, he got unlucky on a few occasions where I think that, you know, he could have, he could have won like, uh, for example, um, in Monza. My Ricardo one. Oh, yeah. That, you know? oh, sorry, no, I'll let Sam go. I was going to say, um, well, yeah, so Lando could have had potentially even two race wins, obviously, because there's Monzo and Sochi as well, which was yeah. incredibly unfortunate. Um, I mean, <laughs> I'm a bit biased here because I'm, I'm a Somerset boy. It's where, um, obviously, that where Lando grew up, it's where Jensen grew up as well. Um, so I'm a massive Lando fan as well. But, um, yeah, I think... If you gave Lando the the right car, if he had a Mercedes, he had a Red Bull, he could easily win a World Championship. I rate him that highly as a driver. Um, this year, I don't know. I thought the McLaren doesn't look that great um, compared to the Red Bull, the Ferrari, or even the Mercedes. I think it's behind those three at least. Um, I don't think it was. It's a winning car. Um, but yeah, Lando's got the talent to win a World Championship easily. I think. Yeah, I totally agree with you there. Um, like I say, if, if it would be interesting to see what he could do in a top car. Oh yeah, without a doubt, he, for me, I rate him as one of the best on the grid even now, and he's he's only going to get better. I actually rate him higher than Russell, in my opinion, uh, even though George has got that seat a bit quicker. You know, Lando, he's committed his future now to McLaren, so I hope they're able to continue to improve. Again, for me, they have arguably the seconds maybe the third best driving pair on the grid. I believe mm. I believe them two as a pairing are better than Leclerc and Sainz. That's I interesting. Think, I think they're just behind um, Max and Checo. And then for me, Lewis and George are the best pairing on the grid. But it's, no, it's, it's, uh, it's razor thin between all of them. I, w- I would have actually, go from last season, I would have actually agreed with you that I would put... Um, Lando and Ricardo in front of Sainz and Leclerc, but I don't know. Just after this testing, I, I just, mm. I just, and knowing how good Leclerc is and even Sainz, I, I just think that Ferrari are going to be quite dominant this season. It is just so close between them all. I mean, there's not. You look at all of them, and there's not a massive gap, like from one driver to the other in 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 each team. Probably the the biggest one is. Is Alfa Romeo and Bottas and Zhao. Yeah. Um, 
But everywhere else, the drivers are competitive, or competitively quite close together. Um, so, like I say, we're gonna we're gonna get some interesting results. But moving on from our prediction for the championship winner, we're now going to go to the prediction for our constructors' winners. Which, obviously, for anyone who doesn't know what that is, it's whichever team ultimately wins the constructors for that season. And we have seen it where some years it's been different. We've had a Mercedes winner maybe win the championship or a Red Bull winner. And then we've had, you know, an opposite team win the constructors like last season. But for me, I can't go. I've already gone with Hamilton for the drivers. So I can't really go against Mercedes now because, again, I rate George. So I do, he'll get podiums and I think he'll get more than Checo. So that swings it for me. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with Mercedes, my constructors winners. Uh, Drew? Um, yeah, I was just going to say the same thing. Um, you know, Hamilton's obviously going to be at top most of the time, bouncing around there. I think Russell's going to get several podiums. And I think he's going to be stronger than Checo, um, which, you know, is which will mean that Mercedes is going to beat Red Bull. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I think Mercedes will do it. Sam? <laughs> wow. Um, I remember as well, when I was doing the Drivers' Championship uh, prediction, I didn't even mention Mercedes. I said that, I think Lewis, I'm a massive Lewis fan, but... Yeah, I from what I've seen this this testing and practice, I don't think I don't see as you know Mercedes sandbag as we may say, right? But they have a real issue with the porpoising um in the you know bouncing on the straights. That's a real issue. They probably have it worse than any other team. The Mercedes looks like probably the third best car on the grid. I think. So I think I, I'm going to be a bit sneaky. I say I think Ferrari going to win the constructors championship because I like ultimately <laughs> I tr- I trust Science and Leclerc, or I think Science and Leclerc. I think the two of them are more likely to score points combined than Verstappen and Perez are, realistically. Mm-hmm. Uh, we saw Checo was, what, like sixth in the championship last year towards the end? You know, he, there were quite a few um, drivers ahead of him, um, the, him racing in the McLarens at some point. Like, he, he was better than Albon and better than Gasly, but he still wasn't where Red Bull needed him, him to be at some points. And yes, he probably did win Max the championship, bringing him that... Um, that bring him a little bit closer to Lewis in Abu Dhabi but um, yeah I it, he wasn't as good as I thought he'd be let's say Perez and I think um, I think Sainz and Leclerc are great drivers they're the best pairing on the grid like I said earlier and um, yeah I think Ferrari are going to win the Constructors' Championship controversial oh, I like it I like it <laughs> yeah I, w- I, w- I, w- I, wouldn't, I wouldn't go that far in controversial I think it's going to be it's going to be close. There's not going to be hundreds of points separating them. There's going to be very little points separating probably those top three teams. So I don't, yeah, I wouldn't bet against it. Certainly not. And although we are seeing Mercedes with that porpoising at the moment, we are seeing them much further down the pecking order than what they usually are. I just think we've seen them have problems in the past and we've seen how quickly they've been able to solve those issues and get the car back to being the best on the grid. So I trust that they'll be able to sort that quite quickly. It may not happen this weekend. It might not even happen for the next race, but eventually they'll sort it out. And as we know, this season we're getting the most races that we've ever had in the Grand Prix season. So there's plenty of opportunities for them to to score 
you know, maximum points. That's just what's shaded it for me. But again, that's why we all have opinions. Uh, lastly, ones to watch. We're going to pick one driver and one team each that we think are going to surprise a lot of people. Can't pick who we've already picked, so we can't go for Mercedes, Ferrari, or Red Bull. <laughs> it has to be one of the other seven teams and one of the other 14 drivers. Um, I'll go to Drew, my co-host, first. Um, Gasly. Hmm. Yeah, Gasly. Like you say, I know you mentioned it earlier, and yeah, he was he was very strong last season. Um, I definitely think he's got the potential to be up there. Um, Avatar, he's got a good car. Um, yeah, it'll be very. I say for me again, it is it's it's gonna it's gonna come down to how close the racing is actually gonna be. Like, I know the cars have all got their own difference in performance, but how well this aero is gonna let each other battle each other. It's gonna, you know, that's what they said. It's gonna be closer battles. Uh, you know, less gap between cars, etc. So. Yeah, for me, uh, yeah, Gasly. And team, or is that going to be Alpha uh, Alpha Tauri as well? Team. Um, I'd I'd like to say, uh, well, I would have just went to Ferrari, so no, <laughs> yeah, I can't say again. Yeah, I'd like to say Ferrari is the big standout for me, but obviously I can't say that in this. But yeah, so we'll go Alpha Tauri. Okay, right. okay. Um, Sam, what's your picks, mate? See, I mentioned earlier. I think Haas will surprise. So can I pick them again, or do I have to pick someone else? No, you can have them. Yeah. Yeah, I'll go for Haas. I think. I think they're. Um, let's put it this way: they're not going to come like eighth, ninth, or tenth. I can see them being sixth, seventh, maybe even fifth. Um, at the end of the season, I think the Haas package is real from what I've seen. Is um, reliability is a question, which I've seen quite a few people debate, but um, it looks pretty well built that Haas car and as for a driver um I'm gonna go for Valtteri Bottas um he's not been you know that in a car like the Alfa Romeo in a very long time not since probably even the uh the old Williams days and um well that's where he was before Mercedes obviously but um yeah this is Valtteri's team he is a number one driver and to show that he he is a good driver he needs to you know because though he was getting a lot of stick towards his end um the end of Mercedes and um, as much as he was, you know, the old reliable, let's you know, team player and everything, um, a lot of a lot of people took advantage of that and <laughs> and, uh, and uh, sort of joked about it. So I think Bottas uh, has got a bit of a pride to restore. And I think he's a pretty good driver. He's very quick as well. We saw that in qualifying a lot. He's you know always up there with Lewis in qualifying, but ultimately ultimately he was sacrificed. So um, Valtteri Bottas will surprise. He might even get a podium in the Alfa Romeo. Ooh, okay, I like it. Um, right. My driver to watch, Alex Albon, I think, this year. I've obviously, back with Williams after being released by Red Bull uh, the last season, the season before, I think it was. Um, he's going to have a point to prove. You know, I think he was very unfairly treated, you know, by Red Bull. Uh, wasn't given a long enough opportunity to show what he could do. Uh, we saw the same thing with Gasly and look how much he's improved Alpha Tauri. And I just think he's going to do exceptionally well at Williams. He's, he, you know, he's got, a, he's got a good partner there as well. And 
ultimately, I think they're going to have a more stable car this year. It's going to be faster. Don't get me wrong. I don't think he's going to be challenging for, you know, top six or even top 10 most races. But I think he will get the odd point here or there. And we'll see some some good moves from him. So for me, he's the one to watch. In terms of the team that I think to watch, we're going to go Alpine. I think I said earlier on, they underperformed last season. And with a pairing of, you know, former world champion in Fernando Alonso and Esteban Ocon, who again, who I think is a fantastic driver. Uh, I, I think they'll improve. And for me, they'll do a lot better than what they did last season. And they'll, they'll definitely get a few top six finishes without a doubt. So they're going to be my, my team to watch ultimately. Um, but again, it's just, this is why we, we uh, this is why their predictions at the end of the day, none of us know what's going to happen. This is, this is what makes Formula One, especially at the moment this season, so exciting. The uncertainty of it all, the fact that these cars are so different to what we've seen, you know, in past years. You know, we're, we're meant to see cars built for better overtaking, better racing. So, it, for me, after last season, Formula One could not be in a better place right now. And it's just now the countdown to the weekend. But before... We finish for episode one of the Eurochips F1 podcast quickly. Going to get our last little bit of predictions for this weekend for who we think will win the race ultimately on Sunday. I am going to say Charles Leclerc. Drew? Verstappen. Sam? Verstappen. <laughs> I'd love I'd love to honestly I would love it if Leclerc won. Um yeah, right like I said, it's not only Hamilton that I would love to see beaten, I'd I'd love to see, you know, Leclerc signs even Norris push, you know, challenge for Stappen. Yeah. No, that's fair enough, like I say. But I just think he's I just he's good round Bahrain and uh mm. you know, he's he, he's comfortable with the car. Um He's an aggressive driver, he, you know. He, I I can't see him not winning it, but we'll see. We certainly will. But that will do us for episode one of the Eurotrips Formula One podcast. Big thank you to my co-host Drew and to guest Sam, who I'm sure we'll have back on plenty more in the future. And as I say, as we build up to the season ahead, all things go very exciting. And join us next week for episode two, as we'll recap what happened over the weekend, as well as any news and previewing the round two race. Thank you all for watching. See you next time.